back to free game. Uh, I don't even know what episode. It's probably episode eight right now. We got uh, Luke Nicoletti. He's um, he's actually the owner of Purple Banana. It's the first acai, which I always mess that word up. The first acai shop in Syracuse, and um, he's actually like my first friend ever. Met him in preschool. Um, so we're gonna get started. And so Luke, and you're gonna hear me call him Nico all the time, just out of habit. Um, but that's the guest. Uh, where where did the idea inspiration of your business come from? Oh man. That's a that's a loaded question. Just because it wasn't a wake up one morning, I want to do this. Let's do it and, and start to start that afternoon. You know, it was uh, really just the journey of life led me here. You know, so I'll be honest. Um, I would have never had the confidence to do this or much else in life um, if I hadn't gone through some of the shit I've gone through. So you know, I'll be honest. Up until three years ago, I thought I was an idiot. Uh, truthfully, I thought I was dumber than the average human. I thought I, uh, was less capable of, uh, what, what a lot of folks are doing out there. And so until I came to that realization that, uh, uh that's honestly kind of surprising to me <laughs> because, uh, Nico was always like the funny guy. He was he's always kind of seemed smart. Yeah. Yeah. To that's me, that's why it's surprising me because you, you were always like the funny dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The, the funny part about that is I, it probably was somewhat of a disguise right you know like when you're insecure about something you you kind of put overcompensate to make sure people don't know you're insecure about that thing yeah yeah. you know so so that might be some of it obviously i, I have like an extrovert personality and and you know i like to have fun and, and play games and those things so probably just a combination um i certainly appeared confident um i didn't want to let anyone know that i maybe lacked some of that confidence on the inside so you know just just dialing it back to to where that even comes from um I'll be honest, I grew up, you know, diagnosed ADHD, you know, whatever that even means. I, I know I struggled <laughs> with the education system, right? I, I knew I had a hard time sitting still. I had a hard oh, yeah. time doing what other people told me to do, right? Sit here, stay here, read this, <laughs> eat up my information, come back tomorrow for six more hours and do it again and do that over and over and over again, right? Sit in this chair, go here, do this absorb this information right and and i had a hard time with it challenges um and it wasn't until what high school you get you get a you get a car and then freedom is an option right, <laughs> right, right. now it's 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 okay now now i don't have to show up there now you're going to discipline me and and i learned early on in high school all right i skip school i don't show up they give you detention right this is at least how my my school did it skip detention they give you what we called iss in school suspension yeah. so you have to sit in a classroom all day long mm -hmm. skip that day of school and they give you what we call oss out of school detention perfect that's what i wanted <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly what I want. that's i don't want to be here anyway so i learned i learned that early with with my freedom hey I, this isn't working for me i can't come here sit here and, and just you know eat up the information you guys want to give me so I basically just skipped school a, a shit ton, right? Um, obviously caused turmoil with my family, with the teachers. My mom worked at the high school too. Um, ultimately, I got kicked out of high school, okay? So you, you got kicked out of Liverpool? I got kicked out. Yeah, I like never graduated. It was you never graduated? I never graduated high school. It was no senior year. Um, I wasn't, you know, I was a punk. I, I shouldn't say that wasn't, but <laughs> it, that's not why I got kicked out. I wasn't beating kids up. I wasn't an asshole. I, I just... I just didn't show up, right? Like, it was just, it was hard for me. Almost, before I even knew what anxiety was, it was almost like anxiety-driven. Like, yo, I, I, I don't want to go walk into that building mm. and sit in that chair 
and yeah. have to sit still and read what they want me to you know what i mean like and so i just didn't do it again once i had the freedom to not do it so the education system you know everybody around me getting good grades looking at schools colleges and and here i am barely showing up failing out getting d's and then you wonder why i thought i was stupid that's why yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. these kids are smart they get a's i'm dumb i get d's you know that, that, that's what the system made me feel mm. and I, I almost believed it well i did believe it right so so i get kicked out of high school and everyone's going to college and, and here i am at oh i'm i'm the I'm the fuck up, you know, I'm the, I'm the idiot, I'm, I'm dumb, I'm, I'm not as smart as them, right? Meanwhile, I just, the system wasn't built for me as well as some other folks, right? So I didn't know that at the time. I just started self-identifying as being dumb. Like, I almost, like, sided with the streets to a degree, right? Now, mm. just so you make it clear, my story, everything I went through or go through that I'm about to talk about is self-inflicting. I wasn't dealt, like, a shitty hand or anything of that nature. I just had a hard time following the herd right like just doing what we're supposed to do the way we're supposed to do it right um nobody taught me about mental health in school nobody taught me about financial literacy mental health wasn't a thing until like no it's it's like a new thing yeah yeah Yeah, now they have counselors in school and stuff yeah which i'm completely torn right like not i'm I'm not black or white on this but like is 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 it a harder world to live in is that why mental health is is a big thing with the younger generation and they're having a hard time with it or is it they're just softer. I think, I think they're soft as shit, but, <laughs> but I think um, with every new technology mm-hmm. comes extra anxiety because every new technology that we seem to use makes people faker, yeah. right? And like you just said, like yours kind of came from feeling like faking it, and I think that's where most anxiety comes from, either not being productive or faking shit. So yeah. I think everybody's trying to keep up with these fake lives. Yeah, exactly, right? This, the, the highlight reel, I call the it. The highlight and, reel. And yeah. And even to a degree, you know, I did that, right? We all do it to probably a degree. Everybody does it too. Yeah. So again, I just didn't fit in that box. So when I talk about feeling like I was dumb, I did, right? I didn't walk around saying I was dumb. I, like I said, it started with you. I I acted like I was confident, you know, like I knew what I was doing. But what I ultimately did was side with, I say the streets, right? I started, you know, selling weed or something, right? Where, Where everyone's getting, going to college, I'm, I'm, yeah. nickel and diamond weed and make some money and like because even jobs like even jobs like i, I remember well, i remember you had the college house didn't you go to school or no yeah i did i ultimately did and, and and i'll get there but um like even like a part-time job right it, i remember working at burger king or getting a job at burger king did you really yeah it lasted like a day right like okay. it was like all right nice. you're hired here you know we're gonna give you six dollars an hour or something and, and you're gonna do this this and this for like six hours straight you're gonna do everything we say we need what you to was, do. What was the pizza shop that everybody worked at that would sell weed? Yeah. Uh, that was like, uh, I don't know if I should plug them in. I think they're still in business. But oh, okay. Yeah. Sardo's or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember we used to go and, Wait, uh, dude, it's so long ago. Box. No, no. Um, we would show up at like the pizza shop and you'd like hang out at the pizza shop and like, oh. buy your weed there. Yeah. 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 Like the owner wasn't there. That's why it worked for me, though, right? That was a job that worked for me because I had the freedom. Like, yeah, I was still delivering pizzas. You were pizzas, there, too. There was, like, there was like a whole like, yeah. group. <laughs> yeah. So. So I started selling selling weed, whatever. Thought I was cool, it was my means for money, whatever. Um, but everyone went off my circle of friends and whatnot. Went off to school and you know had like futures and career paths and whatnot. And I just identified as like, oh, I like that. That education system's not working for me. And I just I started siding more towards, okay, I'll 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 go a different path, right? I'll I'll, I'll sell weed and whatever. And 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 it got to a a nice 
leveled where I was making really, really good money. Like, more money than anyone around me. Like, these... Nice. Like my Remember, we used to have all the Jordans, like, all of it. Yeah, that was... You know, that's funny because that was when we were going to um, SUNY Oswego together. Yeah. And I... So, what, so, backtracking a little bit, I ended up getting a GED, okay, which was hilarious. It was, like, the easiest test in the world. <laughs> Meanwhile, I never went to class, but I, I signed up, showed up for my GED test. It was, like, I, I, like, passed it with flying colors. Had I known that, I would have dropped out at 15, <laughs> got my got GED, it, yeah. and, you know. Kids stay in school. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe not. Whatever. Yeah. Keep going. The story ends good. So. <laughs> so, either way, I get my GED, and I'm, like, I go to a community college, and I just fell out of that, right? Like, still not working for me. I still got to show up to class and do the work. And so, I failed out of community college for years and years. Then, I, it was like a switch with me. I'm like, all right, dude, I'm really turning into a loser here. Like, I'm failing out of community college left and right. I'm in debt because I was borrowing money, you know, student loans. So, then I was like, yo, let me just see. Let me just flick the switch and try for, like, the first time. Like, really engage myself and try. Like, it's going to suck. I know it's going to suck to show up to these classes, put in the work, put in the effort. But I didn't want to, like, drop out and completely give up on the education side. Because everyone around me was, was doing that. They were going to school. They had career paths. And... It was kind of I was kind of the oddball with my circle of friends to like not do that. So I was almost influenced in a positive direction to try to make that work for me, and I did. I I, I flipped the switch. I got uh, I was at uh, community college. I got good enough grades to get into a four year school. Nice. Oswego, right? Yeah, yeah. I get in that Oswego. I, I fail out. <laughs> okay. Did you fail out? I failed so, out. So when I was in grad school, this is where I met Scott Paul. He was him and a group of our other friends were undergrads like right across the street from where I was. Oh, wow. Yeah, we had a party house. So yeah, how long after house. dropping out and, like, doing your thing, did you decide, you know, let me give college a shot? Like, how many, how long was that period? Yeah, it was, I think it took me, like, nine years to get a four-year degree, ultimately. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I A lot get, of people go to school for seven years, Tommy. Yeah. They're called doctors. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I ultimately get to a four-year school, and then I fell out again, right? And I got caught up because I was selling just weed but like at a high level making really good money like i don't know if you remember like that was like the time of my life like the pinnacle of my life like i had more money than everyone around me and yeah. when you have money at a young age like oh yeah and i was eating it up right now I, cool I would never use money house, yeah like, exactly like, yeah girls, girls like, the whole yeah, nine it was it was awesome it was awesome everyone's going to 50 cent beer night and i'm yeah, like yeah. you know i'm like what are, what are we being cheap about like right. I, but no one has money at that age so i fail as, as we go get back in fat whatever ultimately being the drug dealer i think every you know ounce of weed that came through that city came through me i had a buddy who was pretty high up with this stuff um and so i ultimately just paid people to take my classes <laughs> i, I oh. think i think i wrote a couple of papers you might have you might have took a few for me <laughs> <laughs> no way yeah, yeah for at sure. least the, no, I, I would me, i would write papers for people and charge yeah. them money sometimes and that's smart at least the class i didn't care about like math i'd pay someone spanish i'd pay someone like Astrology, I'd pay someone, but I cared about my communication class, which I ultimately got my degree in. So I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed all my communications classes and got quite a bit out of it. But to get that degree, I had to take all these other classes I didn't give a shit about. And I just, again, wasn't willing to sit there and learn the shit I didn't care about. Yeah. So I paid some, you know, so, so I cheated my way for, through college, if I'm being honest. Um, but I got the degree, okay? Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm sitting pretty. I, I got a lot of money. Um, I had just found, you know, I had, I had just met a girl that I, that I had fell in love with at the time. Um, and everything was really good. And then she, her and my mother basically like pressured me, like, you got to stop selling drugs. Like you got to stop. And 
for some miraculous reason, I did. Because you know how hard it is to get out of that game when it, the money's that easy? Yeah. Um, so I got out of it, and I ultimately, again, with a degree, granted, however I got it, doesn't matter, right? Employers don't know the story. They just right. know. that, And that's that's the whole idea behind it was like, I know I just need this piece of paper. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. That's all. So you get know, your foot in the door. That's all I need is this piece of paper. Yeah. You know, School is awesome if you actually go to it and enjoy it. But if you're just doing it to get a job, all you need is a piece of paper. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so just backtracking real quick, but I throughout high school, I mean, I had gotten, and I want to bring this up just because it's a funny story with you, but I had gotten arrested a few times. Silly stuff, like just dumb little things. But like the Kanye West concert. Yeah. So I got arrested for, I actually got a felony, which it's, I hate it because it's like burglary to the second. I didn't rob anybody. It was like a, a girl's house who was like, hey, my mom's not home. Um, she's like, just uh, go through the back door and I'll be there soon. And nice. so, so I go there with some buddies and we're sitting there on the couch waiting for her to come home and the mom comes home first. She's like, what are you guys doing in my house? Presses charges. I get convicted. Oh, shit. So I'm like 16, spending a night in jail. Like, So I had been through some shit, but I was never, again, like a true asshole towards other people. Just caught some bad breaks and put myself in some, you know, interesting situations to where I I could get arrested, like the Kanye West concert. So the Kanye West concert yeah, is, that, is actually pretty funny. Um, when Kanye was new, like first album, the, the, the album like 0405 yeah. um, that was our senior year of high school right. so me and Nico were huge in the Kanye so you me and who else Story Chris Story yeah yeah and uh, someone else What's maybe someone Gonzo else? Uh, maybe Gonzo yeah so I'd take my mom's station wagon <laughs> and we drive up we drive out to Utica Utica yeah um, which is this shitty town sorry anybody's listening from Utica it is what it is um, <laughs> it's this town near Syracuse that Kanye's performing at um and you know we're smoking weed in my car, uh, sorry mom, but we're smoking weed in my mom's car, I should say. <laughs> yeah, the and and a right. cop rolls up. We're not even in the concert yet, and smells it, and like he goes, the weed was underneath your chair or something. Yeah, right? I, w- I was. It was riding shotgun. It was your you, car. Yeah, it was my car, and the weed was underneath his his seat. And the cop walks away and comes back and gives just him a ticket. Yeah, no way. And goes, and Nika goes, what the hell, man? Like this isn't even my car. <laughs> And and the cop goes, well, either you all get a ticket or just you get a ticket. And he was like, all right, but what? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And it wasn't a big deal besides the fact that, like, a few weeks earlier I'd gotten that felony. And I oh. I was, like, basically can't get in trouble again. I think it was, like, uh, I was going for, like, this youthful offender thing where you just – you're basically to pass – well, oh my God, that was right after that. It's yeah. like a first offender, but you can't get it. You can't get in trouble again. Otherwise, it opens the case back up. So that happens. I'm like, oh fuck! Like, how am I gonna? You know? So I ended up, you know, whatever. My my parents got a real good lawyer, and everything kind of smoothed over, and paid the ticket, went to court, whatever it may be. But um, so I had put myself in some funny situations along the way. But fast tracking back to to graduating school. Um, here I am. I have a degree, given everything I've been through. Right, the, the challenges and, and all that. Um, the struggles, the failing out. I have, here I am. I have a degree. I'm I'm back. I'm back where I need, I'm supposed to be here. You know, oh, open yeah. quote, supposed to be. You know, with a college degree and go find a career now. Um, so I I got a job. I stopped selling weed and uh, I had good money. I had like I think it was like forty thousand dollars in cash, like roller rubber band under the mattress at, in college. You know, I, I move out of the college house. I bring that home. Um, and I just got money. I buy like a motorcycle. I buy a ton of shit. I go on vacations. I want, you know, all sorts of extravagant vacations. I'm just blowing this shit as fast as you can. Um, and then I get into like gambling, right? Just betting sports. And, and I'm no lie, like $25 a game, no big deal. Harmless. Okay. Well, 
you know, next couple of years of my life are, are, are all good. I, you know, I got my girlfriend, we get a house together. Everything's good. I got, I got a job. It's a, it's a crummy job, but it's a job, again, open quote, a career and, and, and everything. Um, well, fast forward to like three, four or five years later, I'm buying a couple thousand dollars a game a night. Oh, no. Um, and, and again, backtracking, I started a journal. I, I, I forget the year, but I started a journal and I, I wrote in it pretty much. I still have it. It's like one of those black and white composition notebooks, okay? Yeah. And it basically says, like, man, I can't stop gambling and I don't know who to tell. And I was only gambling like 50 bucks a game at that time, but I basically like knew I had a problem. But I, Our I was whole too area was really heavy into gambling. Yeah, and I even like come from it to a degree. I, I say that because my parents lived out in Vegas. My 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 pops has a little bit of a history with that stuff. Um, but like he had educated me how to not get involved in it. Right. Um, and somehow I just like ran through those those stop signs. And so I I'm gambling and and people know I gamble, but it's no big deal. I'm not telling you that I how much I'm losing. I'm just telling you I gamble, right? And so I knew I had a problem, and I didn't know how to stop it. So I just used this journal because again I was as keep referencing like I didn't want to let anyone see me sweat. I didn't want people to yeah. know I had an issue. I, I always like wanted to hold myself in this positive light and someone people could look up to and like this fun funny kid, you know. And I always wanted to be held in that light like I always was held. That I was like, there's no way I'm telling anyone that I got a problem. So I used this journal, but I, I couldn't stop the gambling. I, I was severely addicted to it. And it wasn't an issue when it was $50 a game. It became a very, very serious issue when it was a couple thousand dollars a game. What was your favorite sport to bet on? Oh, man, I, I would bet women's hockey. You know what I mean? Like, oh, sh- no, oh, that yeah. wasn't my favorite. I, I know some of those. Yeah, What I'm saying is I would bet anything. <laughs> it's Rhode Island versus Providence. I got 1000 on the yeah. game. I got the money line. You're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, anything you can find to, to, to bet on. And so, you know, I would – bet and again nobody would know so i'd have to put a disguise up each day because i, I was in depression and until i looked up in the dictionary I, I truly did this and this is kind of when my life changed to a degree i looked up in the dictionary what depression was read it and said oh fuck that's <laughs> that's precisely me right now then i looked up addiction and i said oh fuck that's precisely me and i i couldn't believe it because in my mind, people who got addicted to things that were like detrimental to their lives were idiots. They were still like, how do you do that? Like, I'm making fun of these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, how can you keep doing the same thing over and over again that's ruining your life? Like, you're a dumbass. And then there I was squarely sitting on that situation. So what? why do you think you were addicted? Not, not like if you were, like obviously you were, but what do you think makes somebody addicted to something like that? Yeah, it's, it's tough. I, I can only speak from myself and studying myself because i have squeezed these things for like as much as many lessons as i can yeah i've watched you journey up basically the last yeah. five or so ten years maybe yeah and so for me it was it was definitely like a thrill like it was chasing a thrill because i'll be honest um when you got a couple thousand dollars on a game that that's exciting <laughs> yeah i'd be sweating <laughs> that's exciting you know <laughs> and then you lose and then you're sad right and then you're you're basically uh, truth to be told cry myself to sleep be not just losing one time, but knowing that I had a problem, knowing I needed to stop it and not being able to stop it. And then when I don't do it again, then I would be like, oh, crap, I'm really done. Like, I got to be done. Like, I'm I'm so, like, I would get I, I, I'm not even comfortable saying the number of how much debt I got into. That's what I was going to ask. Like, if you bet on a game and lost two G's. And you're going to try to bet again to win back, like leverage yeah. another loan to win back what you lost. 
Yeah, I was th- like, how far do you go? Yeah, there's no end <laughs> to that. There's no end to that game until the bookies come for you, right? Like before Ugh. all this stuff got legal, uh, I had like three, four bookies, right? So oh. I would run up the tab with one, and and the thing is, it was like fake money to me because you didn't have to. The only name I'm going to put out there just because he's he's passed now. Did you use Wheelchair George? No, I didn't. But he's he's you know he's historically there's this guy like, that yeah. ran Syracuse Wheelchair George. I used like extensions and, of him because he, he like. He and I'll, like I'll, I'll tell you off the air. One of our our friends, um, well, really one of my friends, we, you know him. Um, his dad took over for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, I'm, he's I'm a legend. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. A he's, a, he's a legend in Syracuse. Wheelchair so George. Ran the, the bookies ran the where you guys are from, like if you owed money, and people would obviously need to get that back. Who would they choose to? Who's, yeah. Who are the guys who would be like, Yo, dog, we need that twenty grand back. So, so tomorrow truth be told it's not really like that anymore okay you know like that's like like historically i'm pretty sure like yeah. you owe a bookie money like they, the come, image they come for mind. you right yeah. yeah you know i think i think they've eased up the bookies are no longer tough guys they're just guys who know who know how to make money okay and yeah. when they got to go collect their hands are tied per, you know what right. i mean um but that wasn't me i okay. so i so you would put in a bet on, on these apps right mm-hmm. and i didn't have to put up any money up front so I could go place a five thousand dollar bet right now, and I wouldn't owe that five thousand dollars until the bookie said, "Hey, you got to pay up." You know. Oh. So I it was basically playing with pretend money, and I did that with five different bookies, and then next thing you know, like, oh, I owe this one twenty thousand, this one twenty thousand, this one thirty. You know what I mean? It's like, oh shit. So what I did, and, and I'm actually very proud of this to this day, but I communicated throughout to each bookie, like, yo, I'm. I'm in a world of hurt right now. I'm going to get you your money. And I communicate. I never went hiding. I never ducked. I paid 100% of my gambling debts off. Wow. And I just got done telling you that you could not pay these guys and nothing would happen. Like, I, don't, I wasn't fearing my life. I wasn't fearing these guys coming for me. I just took – I don't know where it came from, but I, I knew I had to own the misery that came with the decisions I made. Yeah. And part of that was I signed up to bet on these games – I'm obligated to pay him if I lose. That's got to be the key to getting out of depression. Like, that's like the integrity side like that I yeah. had in me. And I don't know where it came from. I'm proud of it, though, because yeah. I could have ran from all that shit and, and been better off. You know yeah. what I mean? But um, I didn't. I never wanted you to. You want to be better off. You're better off financially. Yeah. yeah. You'd be it's way like, worse it off. It kind of came from, like, you just to sleep well at night. You that, know I that think, I paid my yeah. debts off. I can put my mind in something and overcome um, whatever hole I get myself into. Exactly. Yeah. That's. I think that's, that's cool. what it was, was like, I can – release this financial burden of owing all this money mm-hmm. but like consciously it's going to weigh on me still yeah. like that i was not only not only made those decisions to get that much debt but was a scumbag on top of it right. you know so like what happened i, w- I want to make a quick pivot though into this because yeah. i think that this is super important for anybody listening it's like one of my favorite things is um there's a quote by malcolm x and it's like a man can be a fool if he wants as long as he's willing to pay the price right in other words like if you're if you don't own your shit and you get away with it you're you're screwing yourself right like we talk about in work all the time is like Mm -hmm. you got to put yourself in tough situations and you got to get yourself out but you have to um i'm going to use a quote jesse isler told me um is is, it's uh for an exceptional life you have to put yourself in exceptional situations and you have to make it and you have to make it out so like i I just think that that's super important for anybody listening if you're if you're depressed you're probably hiding from something or you're not being productive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the only way to do it is you have to face your demons. And you don't have to beat yourself up for your demons. You just have to face them. 
Yeah. Yeah. Kind of sounds like exactly what no, no, <laughs> you kind of did. On. You got yeah. yourself out of that. You're like, nah, I need to sleep on. well at night. And it wasn't, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And so, so I'm gambling and I basically hit rock bottom at one point. So, you know, I'm crying myself to sleep every night. No joke. I, I, I really haven't said this out loud too many times, but a few fuel suicidal thoughts like, yo, I can make all this pain go away real quick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, now, at the time, I had my daughter. That was the reason that thought. Oh, so that was recently. Uh, well, she's about to be five. So, yeah, this is three, yeah, four yeah. years ago. Yeah. So this, this is kind of the start of that journey up. Yeah, wow. exactly. Exactly. So um, and I'll, I'll I'll tie this all together. But depression was the best thing that ever happened to me. But at the time, it, it was. That's interesting. Complete, complete, like downward spiral didn't know how to get out of it so i hit rock bottom i'm a firm believer of of those who hit rock bottom that's like their opportunity to you know kind of climb back up so i hit rock bottom um crying myself to sleep every night waking up acting like i'm fine with with uh my wife and and my daughter um they go off to 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 daycare or or work and then i i would sleep all day like just full-blown depressed like and then they'd come back i'd put on the front like everything's all good and then i'd wait for the games to come on and here here's my thrill again right um and that's the thing with gambling too it's there's always that chance of winning too right so like it's it's not like a continuum like him straight down it's like oh like you know so um so that was my life and then when i hit rock bottom i didn't know where to turn but i had to turn to someone like i had to tell someone so i write this like seven page run-on sentence email to my father just straight up like just spilling it all out like pops this has been like five years of this shit i'm at this point with this dollar amount and i had learned how to use like a credit card to pay off this shit like i had i had maxed out every damn credit card like real quick story my father gets like a thirty-five thousand dollar limit credit card with key bank one time and we have the same name right and oh, it, wow. it, I don't even know how this happens because social security numbers tell you you're different people. Yeah. It comes in the mail to me and I'm like, I didn't get a credit. He's like, well, somehow that got mixed up with you, but like, just keep it if you want, like for, you know, security, you know, for security purposes, just, and I was like, okay. So I have this $35,000 credit card max set out <laughs> on top of all my other one, like, just whatever. So, um, so I write him this email. It's like six in the morning. I hadn't slept. I'm like, you know, sad i'm just deep depressed and i i gotta tell so i write this email i sit on it for like a few days and then middle of the night one night i just press send and i promise you the weight that came off of my show just by pressing send i had told one other person at this point that he's the only one i told so now i've told one person so now it was like real it was out there it like just released me like now nothing was resolved at that point but it just released me like oh my god i just i just put it out there i just told someone like because i've been living a lie Again, mm-hmm. not letting anyone see me sweat. Not no one can know I was broke. Like, I used to give my nieces and nephews great Christmas presents each year. Like, I was a cool uncle, get them cool sneakers, the whole nine. Well, I'm broke as hell. I, I I'll never forget. I had to use like a triple payment to pay for their Christmas gifts because they shouldn't deserve less gifts because I was gambling my money away. Like wow. that, I, ne- I never wanted it to affect anyone else. That's why my wife couldn't know. Nobody could know. The minute it started to affect other people, the minute it was like, because I'd listen, I'd probably being a gutter right now if it was just me on this planet you know what i mean like yeah but i care about other people and, and my poor decisions shouldn't affect them so it couldn't affect them i wouldn't let it so it was basically getting impossible for this to affect the people around me i hit rock bottom i tell my pops um i send press send weight comes off in typical my pops fashion he responds with i want to help i'll call you later i'm like yo i just sent you seven straight <laughs> pages of my whole life deep darkest secrets 
and you send five words back i'm like all right though i told somebody so so i get on a plan with him I, I meet up with him that evening he's like he makes me feel a lot better about it we get on a plan he helps me pay off a, a little bit of debt i you know he definitely didn't make it go away by any stretch and i get on a path of getting out of this shit. now it wasn't like okay i'm done gambling just like that but it was the start of getting out of this shit. uh so telling somebody was the lesson there like don't hold your deepest darkest secrets in right. tell the fucking dog or something you know what i mean but don't because yeah. in my mind it's not real it's not going to get fixed until it's verbalized until it's until out it's there, out there yeah. you know otherwise you're just it's in there you're burying it um so i get on that path i i, I ultimately get the gambling thing corrected as far as like being done the debt's still out there that took years i probably got debt free from gambling debt like a year ago like it took a couple years like yeah it was quite a bit of money um and so coming and then i i went and seeked a therapist okay and this was actually kind of kicked the gambling thing but i still wasn't right mentally like i still was fucked up like lost trust in myself was like didn't trust myself to make any decisions after that i'm like yo I just got rattled because somehow I just fucked up my life miserably. I don't know how. And now I'm scared to like go make any more decisions because I like don't even trust myself to make them anymore. Where I ha- so I got with a therapist and just got like got on this path of like find out who I really am. And that's when the doors opened up. That's when the doors opened up. The, the best thing I learned was there was a ton of messages in my head that were in my voice but weren't my messages. You know, like go to school, get good grades, make a lot of money. This is what success looks like. This is what happiness looks like. This is how you should live. This is how you should act. This is how you should treat people. All these messages, those weren't my messages. People had molded me, conditioned me to think Mm -hmm. those were my messages. So I was living this life where like the gambling thing, that was my means to make money, right? Meanwhile, it was my means. (laughs) That's how I went broke. But it was like, oh, I can shortcut this making money thing by gambling. That you know, oh. obviously no. <laughs> you know, um, I've been humbled every time I've tried to take a shortcut in life. You know, like as I mentioned with with the um, even the college thing, like paying my way. Like I miss that education. Like I wish I had gotten that education instead of paid people. It'd be cool to be able to speak Spanish right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. I paid money to learn how to speak Spanish. You know, no shortcuts. <laughs> no shortcuts. So. So either way, coming out of depression and, and through some therapy work and whatnot, um, I basically learned who I was for the first time. At age 31, I, I like had met myself for the first time, like the real me, not the trying to be cool me, not the this is what success looks like, this is what happiness looks like me. Yeah. This is this is who I really am. This is what I really want to do in this world. And it this all is, started when you sent that to your dad, That was which it start. sounds like you were lying to other people, but you're lying to you. <laughs> for sure and i feel like we all can do that i was lying to myself heavy, yeah you heavy, were just trying to cover for yourself heavy, like heavy. other people would have been there to help you were just lying to you like i'm not this person spot on <laughs> when i looked up the definition of depression and addiction and i couldn't deny that that's exactly what i was going do you remember through, what they were i i don't want to try to recite them because i won't get it right okay. but depression was basically something along the lines of like <laughs> no motivation to live you know like you just yeah you know you're basically in the dumps no passion no excitement um you know um and then addiction again i i don't remember what i looked up but to me it was just not being able to stop something that you want to stop you know like and that's precisely where i was, I was every single day i told myself i wasn't gambling i will i would i would wake up and be like 
I'm done. Oh, yeah. Every day for like three, four years, I'm done. I'm not gambling. Wow. Evening rolls around. That's a mental struggle right there. That is peaks and valleys. Crazy how I find myself squarely in the middle of addiction. Like crazy. I I couldn't believe it. And every time you tell yourself you're going to do something, you don't do it. It breaks you a little bit. Mm -hmm. It reinforces you not doing it. It reinforces your self-doubt, your self-disbelief, and increases the depression. And the anxiety. Because you don't have faith in yourself. For sure. Lost myself completely. Which in a weird way was a good thing because I was able to find myself from scratch though. Not, you know what I mean? Um, So, a downward spiral is the best way I can, I can like describe that period in my life. Like I couldn't stop the downward spiral. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse and I couldn't stop. I know it sounds crazy. There's people out there who will hear this and it will resonate with them because they've gone through it. There's people out there who have not gone through this and be like, what the hell is this dude talking about? Like, There's a lot of people who might not even think they're addicted to something and you are. Well, oh, listen. Like if you have a bad diet and you want to lose weight and you tell yourself every day, I'm going to eat healthy today and you don't, there that even in of itself is like a very minor addiction, so to speak. But I guarantee you a lot of people struggle with little things like that more than you would yeah, even know. For sure. <laughs> for know. sure. Now, listen, that may not ruin your life. So, you know, not right now, you may never recognize it or but gambling was ruining my life. Right. I was going to end up more without a family. Yeah. Dad, whatever it may be. But like the eating thing. Yeah. People are addicted to just whatever eating whatever all sorts of shit people exactly. are addicted to another human right yeah. when they're bad for them all the time everyone's mm-hmm. probably even dealing with it to some degree mm-hmm. yeah. definitely with the gambling and obviously like some some hardcore drugs and shit but um being addicted to those things can really fuck up your life pretty quickly oh yeah you know what i mean yeah um but yeah i think we all deal with it to a degree it's not how honest do we want to be with exactly. ourselves you yeah. know gambling and drugs are so dangerous because they're so expensive yeah yeah and when you lose your money and you know it's because of an addiction you're now not able to take care of yourself and you know it's because your own yeah. decision. And then you're starting to do funny things yeah. to, you know, and it's, it's so crazy to think about, but like, I'll never forget being so broke, being, have so much gambling debt and being like, yo, I gotta like, I gotta like rob somebody or something. Like, I don't know how I'm gonna, come. and like, yo, I'm the last person who wants to steal from anyone right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wouldn't, trust me, man, morally, like I'm solid as could be right now, but when you're in the gutter and you need to get out, like you, I, I get why drug addicts do really fucked up things yeah. to get more drugs. Cause that's the end all be all is to do more of that thing that you're addicted to. Right. And you're not thinking about anything else, but doing that thing again, it's crazy. I'm not here to debate if it's a disease or not. I don't know any of that shit. I just know it's real as hell. <laughs> like yeah. it yeah. is. And until you experience it, you probably won't fully understand it. But at the end of the day, you gotta look yourself in the mirror and just see, you know, what do I, what do I want out of life that I'm not doing? And why is it stopping me? You know, um, have the real conversation with yourself. And, and that's hard. That's hard to do. So that's what you were going to a therapist. So how does, how does all this lead into the purple banana? Uh, obviously this is making you who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you don't just like come out of depression, but I knew. So I basically set an agenda with my therapist. Okay. Um, I basically told him, yo, I got to get my mind right. My mind, I don't trust myself right now. I'm like, I just mentally, I'm not sharp. Like I'm just, um, my mind's not where it's supposed to be to even do anything else, to focus on my marriage, to focus on my career, to be a better fine. All that shit don't even matter right now. I know it sounds crazy, but that shit doesn't even matter. Cause if I can't think right, I'm yeah. fucked. <laughs> I can't be a good father. I can't, you know? So I just... I worked with him on some of that stuff and it was really some deep deep like soul searching cleansing like some shadow work type stuff if you guys are familiar with that no, yeah, yeah. what's that so i'm not an expert with it but in a nutshell it 
it's basically finding out what you don't like about yourself and confronting okay. that and just nice. acknowledging and just understanding. You know what I mean? Like, for example, um, like me, and, and I'm, a, I'm cool because I'm, I'm like so myself now and I got, you know, no, I don't hold back with it anymore. But like, for example, like being short, like I fucking deep down hated being short. I would never tell anyone I hated being short, but like it bothered me, you know, or like mm. I had acne and shit. Like I, okay. it was the fuck. So th- these are physical things, but right. like it could be the mental things where mm-hmm. you could be like a coward. You could just know you're like scared of certain situations, but you don't, you've buried it because you don't want to acknowledge that you're scared of those things. Right. So it's like doing the work of, let me really find out who I really am, what, what I don't like about myself and really just identify it instead of burying it. Let's just identify the things that I don't like about myself. And we all have those things. Okay. And the, the key to shadow work, an expert on this is Kevin, 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 like gets paid to help people with their shadows. Okay. Um, so I really kind of like learned it through him. But the key, and, and is really what he's saying, is you don't, um, essentially, my, my bad, I'm getting distracted. I hear the wedding behind us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mike, is there any way you can maybe can ask him if they can, I know they're not in the wedding, but so, uh, <laughs> I just know it. Anyways, um, with the shadow work, the key, though, is you don't hide from it. Um, what, what you do is you just, you incorporate it, right? You you acknowledge it, and, and part of it is who you are. So... So like the key with like the love and light movement and stuff where I think they, they lose it is they pretend that there's no shadow, right? You can't have light without darkness. Okay. So you have to have maybe like 25% of it. And then once you learn how to use it in your benefit, then it becomes huge. Okay. So for me, mine is almost like my ego, right? Or, or my, yeah, I'd say ego, like cockiness, which is why I always do things to humble myself. Mm. But I don't want to lose my ego because my ego is why we are where we are with business. Right. right? It's the same reason I bet on myself. And I'm like, yo, it's going to work out because I said it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. Um, And and little shit like that. But like, so the key is, so you learn what it is and then you like know that you have it and you can use it when necessary. Okay. So like if I was afraid of a certain situation, I did, you just identify that. And then what do you purposely put yourself in that to get through it? Is that kind of what your therapist was like? If they work through it with you and you identify a part of yourself or something like that, where do you how do you are you like supposed to conquer that to a degree is that the point just, or is it just a, just to knowing know just be okay. just just the Awareness. ability to be aware of it is, gotcha. is half of it honestly yeah you know i can't tell you and, and each person can do this on their own but mm-hmm. there's things we don't like about ourselves that we've buried that oh, we don't yeah. even know we don't like right. them about ourselves anymore. for sure yeah you know what 100%. i mean like some of the physical stuff that i've mentioned is just like glaring examples mm-hmm. but there's i mean there's a lot of shit you know like yeah. I, for example, acted like a tough guy when I was young. I'm not a tough guy. I'm not yeah. a tough guy at all. But but I, I put on this front probably because I knew I was a coward. You know right. what I mean? And so, like, now I'm lying to myself. Now I'm acting like I'm something I'm not. That's just not living true to myself. That's not being aligned. So I did. we all do this, and, and mm-hmm. I did quite a bit of it, you know? So A lot of people do that, though. A lot of people with their shadow, they actually try to pretend that yeah, they're the exact they overco- opposite. They overcompensate for it, oh. yeah. So, like, like, a lot of cowards, like, would pretend that they're heroes, right? Right. Um, I mean, nobody wants to. It's like overcompensation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's, but that's usually like a way to identify what somebody's shadow might be. Okay. So if somebody's overly trying to express a certain aspect of themselves, it's usually the opposite. Yeah, just interesting. Yeah, Int- introspection. I'll <laughs> give a, a real quick example. But I read Will Smith's book. Um, in Is it good? It was phenomenal. It was it was fucking awesome. Um, one of the like best pieces of art I've ever picked up, truthfully. But. You know, obviously when he slapped Chris Rock like <laughs> you know I don't, I don't get caught up in the celebrity stuff but like that put like a black guy in his 
his that was such a buildup from the whole just being embarrassed about his marriage and that going public for like a yeah. year like yeah because yeah the joke itself had i don't think the slap had anything to do with the joke it was just like a buildup and he yeah. snapped and he, he lost took it, it out on it, Chris like, yeah well i'll tell you a story about it having read the book and, and I, I like to think i'm not the only one who read the book and was able to put these pieces together but in the very beginning of his book it's literally like the first sentence or first paragraph he t- he tells a story about how his father hit his mother in front of him and he didn't do anything about it okay so this is like the wow. first paragraph of his book and he basically says i watched my father hit my mother and she like got unconscious or, or fell to the ground and i sat there and did nothing to defend my mother and he says from that point on i forever have felt regret and like a coward you know like i'm, wow. I'm a punk i didn't stick up for my mother that's a perfect that's a perfect segue from the shadow right so he's like over trying to compensate yeah Exactly. So he knew that his whole life and in, in, in his whole life, he basically his shadow, you know, again, is he feeling like a coward, almost knowing he's a coward. Like he doesn't have that bravery to go stick up for the people he cares about, but he wants to. Right. But he doesn't have the courage to go do it. And he forever just like beat himself up about it. So I'm sure long story short, that's when he was a kid. Fast forward to the Chris Rock situation. But he has done a lot of work on himself to where he basically, I think it was like, well, I'm gonna stick up for people now. And that was his way. Now, granted, I get it's on the national stage and TV and it got blown up and all that. But I think at least the way I interpret it is this dude is overcoming that shadow of feeling like a coward and sticking up for people he loves, especially women, um, that he wasn't gonna, he wasn't gonna do that anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, he was gonna do what he felt was right. And so he acted in that way. Now, again, it, it, it was on a bad spot, a bad stage. You got, you, got a, you got another room, man. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think it comes from somewhere. It's not like it's not like Will Smith is just like can't control his emotions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think it's a deeper meaning behind all all of that and his behavior there. Now I, I'm sure he regrets it in the whole nine. But again, there's reasons why he acted that way. Yeah. And and again, the very it, you you know what's important to him when it's the first sentence, first paragraph of his book. He tells this story about not sticking up for his mother. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's something he's lived with his whole life that he talks about in the book. So yeah. it just kind of made sense to me the pieces of oh, I get why this dude acted that way. You know what I mean? That's interesting. Um, and it's a great book. And I get Will Smith kind of has no pun intended like a black eye on his name right now, <laughs> yeah. but that dude's the dude's awesome. I, I the dude's awesome. He's got a great story. Um, Welcome to Miami. It's a great song, by the way. Yeah, that, Dude, that whole album was fire. Yeah, was that fire. whole album was fire. Rocking, man. <laughs> I used to like the song where he um, rapped with all the candies, the oh. candy names. Like, oh yeah, like you know, take it to the Milky Way. You could Way starburst yeah, yeah, the Milky could, Way. Yeah, you could start. <laughs> yeah. That song was great. Mm-hmm. I think the song is actually called Candy. It was. If anybody wants to go on iTunes and listen to that or Spotify. It's a good song. Yep. Yeah. So, just tying it back into like, for me, I did I did some shadow work. You know, I did a lot of work. Okay. And I was forced to be patient and just finding out who I really was. Like, who who am I really? Because this person I've become, this gambling addict, this, you know, job I'm working, this whatever it is, this was all just how, like, I got molded, like, social conditions put, you know, brought me here. And I never really looked inward. So what I learned, the biggest thing through everything I had been through was start looking inward instead of outward for what my path is going to be. And so I did that. You know, who do I want to be? <laughs> what do I yeah. want it to look like? How do I want to treat people? You know, and I started looking towards myself instead of, you know. So as I did that, I, I realized, okay, well, I want to do some positive things in the world. I want to, like, have some positive influences. I want to have a, you know, I want to have fun. I want to enjoy life. I want to, you know. So 
I was check, going through all these boxes. I'm like, all right, what checks this box? What checks these boxes? And like, I knew I could do some good in the world as like an individual. You know, what I mean, take care of my family, friend. You know, mm-hmm. but I, I was like, well, how can I have a greater outreach? As a business owner, you know, I, I, if I own a business, I can I have employees, I have customers, I can I right. can have a greater outreach, I can make some money. You know, one thing for me is, and I don't know how it's received, but you know, just caring for people doesn't always get the job done, right? Yeah. Like having resources to take care of people is a better means to take care of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Having money, having a platform, those things, right? So it's like the Jay Z line. Um, Truth be told, I'd rather rap like common sense. But if I was poor, how could I help any of them or something like that? Yeah, exactly. That that's exactly it. And and so in my mind, I'm like, all right, how can I do some good? Like, yeah, I can do some good doing what I'm doing for the few people in my life, whatever. But as a business, I can I have greater outreach, right? And then again, we're 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 building revenue. We can we can donate. We can do charitable mm-hmm. causes. We can take care of like, one of my greatest things or things I'm most proud about is. Um, just like my employees, like the no, the fact that I'm feeding families is cool to me. Yeah, Honestly, awesome. I, I love that, you know, and, and I, I want to continue to take care How of them. How many employees do you have now? We got like 15 ish. That's pretty big. Dude. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah. For you. Yeah. No, it's, it's how big awesome. is the store? I've never, I haven't been yet. Cause I haven't been back to Syracuse in a while. It's 1700 square feet. You, so we're, so there's a, for those listening, there's like a staple in our city called varsity pizza. It's like your typical, like college, atmosphere sell every type of food under the sun are you near varsity you're i'm in right SU next Hill? door i'm right next oh, door no to varsity. Yeah, nice. so i don't even tell people my address i just tell them i'm next to varsity pizza everyone knows where i am you know what i mean yeah yeah um it's like um the university Syracuse university has this famous pizza spot yeah exactly like McNabb used to go there all the time yeah anyone who's Anybody. gone through syracuse has you know stepped foot in varsity pizza for sure so um so yeah just had i had i checked these boxes who do i want to be what do i want it to look like how do i want to treat people the business started coming to light. Like, you know, if I own a business, I can have a greater outreach. If I own a business, because I want financial freedom too. Like, there's some selfish stuff in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I could have financial freedom. I can have fun each day. And mm-hmm. then what I sell, we're an acai shop. So we're basically all produce. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For those who haven't had an acai bowl, it's basically a smoothie bowl with, we got like 30 toppings you could put on it. Okay. You know what I mean? Fruit, granola, seeds, the whole So nine. where do you import that from? Brazil? Yeah. So I buy direct from a manufacturer who has the farms in brazil it's pretty cool nice. um i buy it by the pallet so like i'm buying like ten thousand dollars worth of acai at once um has that a specific fruit from you ever had, you never had it it's really no. good it's, it's like a bluish purple right yeah, it's, like it's a, almost like a blueberry but okay. it's extremely healthy with like the antioxidants and, and mm-hmm. the nutrients in it so that's why it's got like it's this big wave if, if you go to a big city obviously atlanta big huge. city yeah. or other countries these yeah. things are huge i've seen like yeah, like signs and like I just never. Yeah, in Miami it's huge. huge. In Miami and like South Florida, California it's huge, and like they're growing. They're they're growing. Yeah. Like I did my homework, right? I didn't just start this just because it, it checked all the boxes, right? Healthy, growing industry, like so it's colorful, it's fun. Like I, I it just again checking all those boxes. Morally, mm-hmm. I feel good. I'm serving healthy stuff. People mm-hmm. enjoy it. Um, I'm on a college campus, like fun customer base. Again, financial freedom. We do a bunch of charity stuff. As we get more successful, I can do more. You know, nice. um, so that's when I said, okay, that's who I want to be. That's a life that's like true to me, doing good in the world. And it's again, it's for me, right? It's not like me busting my ass for a CEO to have like a fifth vacation house. It's yeah. like well, how, long it, how long has it been open now? Just three months. So we're okay. still brand You're new. Still brand you new. know what I mean? Wow. But like, I can bust my ass for like money for my kid to go to soccer practice. Did you, know you have I mean? a list of things like? in terms of like what business you wanted to open? Like, was there like a 
these three things and kind of weighing your options or you just it just kind of happened to be that specifically well i told myself i definitely didn't want to be in food and so here i am in food <laughs> um it's but it's, it's easier right like it's it's not like we're not cooking anything it's not like okay. a full-blown restaurant it's a pretty smooth operation right fresh produce basically just manipulated to taste mm-hmm. delicious and look beautiful you know yeah um so it i picked this industry again for those reasons you know easy to have fun with colorful mm-hmm. healthy fun environment fun customer base growing industry you know real potential with it and mm-hmm. then syracuse didn't have anything like it. So like you know you go to i had traveled the northeast and studied these types of businesses and the whole nine um and that's the thing i learned about myself not to get sidetracked but like going back to thinking i was stupid i never really worked hard to anything cheated through school sold drugs the whole nine i actually didn't even realize i was capable of hard work like i basically thought i was lazy i'll be honest i'm I'm like the hardest worker I know to a degree, you know, like that's putting myself in high standing, but like, it's just, I wasn't, there wasn't anything on my plate that I cared enough about to work hard towards. Yeah, 100%. So then I started this business and I was just like waking up with energy. Like, let's work on this thing. It was, I, I had found new energy coming out of depression and then basically having a goal in mind of something I cared about greatly. It was like, holy shit, you don't have to dread going to work. Holy shit, you don't have to hate each morning. Like, you can wake up like excited for life. And so I just rode that wave. I'm like, yes. And I rode that wave for like two years building this business. And then again, we launched in January. Um, and it's been an awesome ride, like something I've never felt before, like working relentlessly and doing it because you want to. I had never felt that before. Yeah. And it was like, wow, I can get a lot done when I'm working towards something I care about with a greater purpose than just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just cause someone told me I should have a job or, you know, you know? what's funny is, uh, just based on what you told me from like the sell weed and the gambling, you're not afraid to take risks. Yeah. So like in business with passion, it kind of makes sense as to, to some degree why you're probably going to be really successful and like obviously are, but cause you've like kind of taken risks your whole life. Exactly. But like if you have the entrepreneurial spirit, but you have like a bad, like, mentality of the world like your worldview you can fuck yourself up but if you correct that you can really (laughs) sounds like that's what you did like you took that risk and entrepreneurial shit that you've been i'm kind of on my own path since a kid and then form that into your own thing that's spot on that's spot on because i wasn't scared to take risks obviously yeah and now i was just doing it with real potential the Mm -hmm. right way you know what i mean about yeah that was good for people i i don't start this business if i don't do the gambling thing right like I, I'm, right. I, I'm not scared to lose money at this you, yeah. you think yeah. i'm scared to lose many money <laughs> right. yeah, you gotta right. be kidding me right i see people freaking out over like losing a small bet or something doesn't go yeah. their way or to something to me that shows confidence though actually you know right. like think, since doing this job with you you've right. got to help me change my worldview honestly Jeremy, i'll tell you about how much money i put into my shit yeah my, my account for calls all me, of us my account calls me all the time and it's like bro what are you doing <laughs> but He's since like, day one you've done that since day, yeah it's yeah. something that i was naturally conservative with money because i get that from my dad exactly so like now i'm learning how to like fight that and like learn it's okay to spend money to you know a, a good necessary risk is going to be worth it if, if you full heartedly believe in it mm-hmm. you know what i mean and, and listen it's still a risk yeah. But at the end of the day, you don't ever know. It's like wh- whoever coined the quote, but like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Exactly. Like, listen, I I am a dreamer. Okay? I thought I came up with that quote. 
And then I found out Wayne Gretzky said it. Oh, yeah. I've because, seen uh, like a hundred uh, names attached to that quote. I saw, yeah. I saw Jordan's name attached. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, he was quote. Yeah, he was <laughs> quoting Wayne Gretzky. That's good. I'm just going to say that I came up with it, too. But I, I, don't, I don't ever remember personally hearing it. I remember saying it to Danny O'Brien once. And Danny O'Brien, it was his Facebook quote. Yeah. And like, quote, like gave me credit for it. And then one time I saw like Wayne Gretzky said it. 20 years before me and I was like god damn it osmosis you gotta throw osmosis yeah yeah so I, no, no no I'm sure I probably heard it when I was like a kid and, yeah. and yeah, just yeah. somehow got in there yeah it's it's one of those classic I called lines. Danny he was heartbroken <laughs> he, was, he was like damn and it's funny now that you're you took the risk for the business something you believe in actually what was probably more risky was continuing doing what you were doing because you were kind of seemed like your life just wasn't where you wanted it to be. What could be more risky than that? You waste your whole life doing something you don't want to do. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like that's actually that's more, actually, way more risky than like trying to get fifty grand for a business. Like what? Like I you feel like that's that got to be so much of America. That's why there's so much mental health issues now. That's exactly. Why, some no people do things they don't believe in. Yeah, and honestly, you might even not like. And that's so to make that, mediocre money. Yeah. So then they have to spend their money on something that gives them thrills. So then they lose that mediocre money and they go back to what they hate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're scared to take the jump, the leap yeah. of faith. And, and I get it. It's not easy. Like, it rolls mm -hmm. off the tongue easy talking about it here. But, like, it's, you know, but I'm just, I know I'm built that way. Like, again, having done some soul searching, find out who I really am, that's who I am. Right. I am somebody who, like, I think it's like my Instagram uh, profile or something. Like, my, I have that little quote underneath your name or whatever. It's like, playing it safe is way too risky. You know, like yeah, that's, like that, that's a great yeah. quote. That's not the yeah. life I, I I want. It might work mm -hmm. for some people because mm -hmm. I'm not knocking. I'm not a black and white. There's a right or a wrong. Right. But for me, if you find out who you truly are, then that gives you like the roadmap to go be that. Right. But if you don't know who you are, then you're just doing shit arbitrarily, and it might not be true to you. Mm -hmm. I learned I'm not a guy who wants to play it safe. I'm yeah. not. A, I, I want a peak experience. I want a guy who wants to put it out there, have something to care about, work towards it, yeah. earn it. I'm not a guy who wants to go get a cozy salary job, show up nine to five, do my job. That's just not me. That's mm -hmm. cool for those. That's who people that, right, right. that works and for, for some them. people. That, if they're that cool, good, yeah. good. Credit to you for identifying yeah. that and doing that. Yeah. But there's people who do that who it's not them and they hate their lives every day. Right. Or there's people vice versa who are out here taking risks when. They they don't they can't handle the pressure or the stress that comes with that. Yes, you should you should sign up for something else. Then. Exactly, you know. So right. having, that's like the shadow work, right? Like go back to exactly. That. If, if somebody knows that they're coward with like financial stuff, cool. Get the nine to five salary. Do find out what works for yeah. you. But first, you got to find out who you are. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and that's why it takes doing the work. Um, but once you have an, a good understanding, and this is this is a fluid situation too, right? Like we can all grow and change and those things, but. Um, I just knew that I'm a dreamer. I got visions and like my purpose, what I want out of life, what's going to make me feel alive each day, what's going to bring joy and happiness to me, what's going to basically be a great role model influence to my children is to go live this way mm -hmm. and to go bring those visions to life. Go bring those dreams. You know, like, like my dreams keep me up at night. Like I don't fall asleep easy because I'm thinking of all like this that. shit my I want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's cool. So that's I just, again, that's who I am. Um, still being you know adhd as an adult like i still i've learned all these things that i didn't know before yeah. i know i need open space i know i need movement like i know i'm built this way and this is how i can thrive not sit still not stare at one yeah. thing all day not you know what i mean mm -hmm. um so as i figured these things out about myself i've been able to play into them and now mm -hmm. life is like so much more rewarding and like fruitful each day mm -hmm. and i do have a hard time like 
I do confuse success with like love and happiness too because those are like three things I want but they're three vastly different things yeah so like I always thought like if I'll if I can be successful it'll bring more love and happiness to my life that's not even what it is anymore for me because the truth is you could be wildly successful but if you're so focused on being successful then you're neglecting like though that love and those relationships that might bring fulfillment to you so I just realized what I care about and putting the work in those areas to bring that back to me but I had not known any of that prior to the depression stuff I thought like I was doing things so untrue to me like make try to make a lot of money to be cool to impress other people to you know what I mean like I was just doing all these silly things um and now even if you do is depressing what's that even if you do make a lot of money to impress other people that's still depressing Yeah. yeah it's just it's it's unfulfilling right like at least for me, I can't speak for anyone else, but it, it just... There's no way doing things for others is fulfilling. I mean, it, unless yes, you're helping. Yes, 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 unless you're helping. But if you're doing things for yourself to impress others is what I should say. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the short term. It's, it's very short lived. Yeah. You're like, oh, I feel really cool in this moment because right. I got more money and look good. Yeah. But yeah. like... Eventually people use you up. Have and I, then you're like, yeah. all right, on to the next, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you if know, you're using that energy whatever. towards those things you're not using that energy towards building real fulfilling relationships and like building the trust and love that, you know so so anyway i had learned a lot of this stuff and so it's it's cool to be on a path that aligns with who i really am mm-hmm. for the first time even at the age of 32 i'm 34 now but uh-huh. you know what i mean so like that's just one message i would want to put out there is one there's no timeline with this shit mm-hmm. like i, I i'm I don't care that it took me a while to, to figure this shit out. I'm happy yeah. that I figured it out because I think there's a lot of people that go a whole life that don't ever have any self-awareness to 100%. this degree, you know? And I'm cool. I'm happy being, like, authentically myself for the first time, which is kind of painful to say so that freeing. I hadn't been, but... It's so freeing, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, you guys can know the deepest, darkest secrets about me because I have accepted them about myself already. Yeah. And I'm cool because if you don't want to accept me at my rawest form, then I'm all, I'm all good with yeah. with you. Then you know what I mean. That's yeah. cool. You don't yeah. have to accept me. I'm not looking yeah, for validation yeah, yeah. from anyone else. Yeah, that's but, also a good energy too to bring. Yeah, like you kind of have that. Yeah, and, like and, natural confidence, not cocking. It just I know who I am. Here's me. Yeah, you're not gonna tell me anything about myself. that's gonna surprise me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah cool. You like you can't make fun of me and hurt my feelings anymore. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I've already cleaned up all that shit yeah. on the inside you know what i mean like right. you can't hit a sensitive spot i've already you know processed those things mm-hmm. you know now listen i am not completely polished with all this stuff but but i'm, I'm it's on an, the right it's non-stop path. work exactly zig ziglar has this awesome quote i use it in our business meetings all the time because um, we our whole thing like we kill it and it's all about personal development because um it, uh, before i go on a sidetrack on that but anyways zig ziglar says you know like somebody asked him after one of his conferences you know do you really think this motivation stuff really helps people got to do it every day and he goes, I shower every day and I still believe in bathing. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. Like, it never ends. You have to do the work every day. That, that's, that was the hard part for me was, like, there's no end game. And, and realizing that there is there is no arrival to any of this shit, right? Like, there's no, yeah. like, oh, I yeah. got to figure it out. Oh, I know exactly who I am. Now I'm good. I'm done trying to learn. Like, no, nah, it just doesn't stop. And so I had a hard time with that because I'm You got to learn to love the process. Yeah, right. Like, and the most successful people always say, if you learn to love the process and not the the end of the journey... Yeah. You'll always be successful and happy. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. That, that that that's precisely like for me, I have I actually have it written down here, like overcoming ignorance is the point of my journey. You know, like for me it's it's wow. continuing to evolve, learn, grow. And in turn, because the byproduct of doing this 
is I just said I identified what I want to be, who I want to be. I want to touch the lives of other people in a positive way in the world and all this. I'm not looking to save the world. I know I'm not capable of that, but I'm, I'm capable of quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so I can't go do what I want to go do if I don't continue to overcome that ignorance, right? Um, and so that is the journey right there within itself is continuing to do that. And so it doesn't come easy. It does require work just like anything else in life that's worth having, right? Like you're about to get married like you know don't think you just sign on that dotted line and then it's it's all good from there like you still got to put the work in every day to have a fulfilling marriage you know what i mean like anything valuable requires the work like i just again i've tried to shortcut things too many times i just so this journey i'm on is fun it's exciting it's challenging right the more self-aware you get it doesn't get any easier it almost gets becomes more difficult right like ignorance is bliss like the less you know (laughs) you know the easier however it's at least a life true to me, and that's what's fulfilling, you know? Another thing, too, is for anybody listening that's just starting this path or, or hasn't, or even that's far in it, one thing you'll learn is that if you ever do get to a point where you can stop and you do, it becomes super unfulfilling. So, like, in business, I got this huge promotion, and then, like, I didn't feel like I was putting as much sweat equity in because technically I didn't have to. And it, the business started becoming super, like, stagnant to me and, and like, not fulfilling. And then I was like, yo, I'm gonna start going back to like 60, 70 hour weeks and like being super hands on and putting the work in. And now I like love it again. But it's it's one of those things where- and the whole division responded. Oh my God. And now so like, we're fucking killing it. Yeah. Um, just great. Just great. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. We, you know, we grew by 58.5% last year and we're like on pace to crush that this year. Um, we're like one of the top teams in the country now. But it's, it's just funny is almost when you can relax is when you definitely shouldn't. It, for anybody that's like listening like yo if you ever want the work to end when it does you're going to be super depressed and bored yeah and you, ha- you have to find something to always find be that new on. challenge yeah you, you gotta do I mean? something yeah exactly something to, to drive so you need that purpose you need that like what am i waking up for every day joe paterno like, died like a week after or like right after he retired like like literally like within a week who's that joe paterno oh yeah exactly oh, yeah. yeah like as soon as he retired yeah. he was he was dead yeah 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 exactly like you need i always call it like the north star like you need something that you're trying to get to each day now i'm not saying you're going to get to the north star but um you need you need to at least have direction right yeah a direction each day each morning um and again who you want to be what you want to do what what you want it to look like um yeah just thinking about too based on what you were saying i naturally avoided risk growing up mm -hmm. like very conservative mindset so to speak in terms of life in general just being happy with what you're doing, I have to put myself in uncomfortable situations to make myself get better. Exactly. So like that's something I've learned, you know, from like music school the last five years. It's like I have to make myself do it. Like going from bartending with you guys, like I have to make my, I just have to put myself in a position where I don't have an option but to be uncomfortable and step up. Yeah. Because sometimes with me, I'll get lazy and I'll just coast. And then you don't want to look back on it's your life. It's a trap. Yeah, exactly. It's a trap. So it's like kind of my trap. We all we all fall into it, right? Because mm-hmm. you know the easy, cozy life is is it's not always the most fulfilling life, exactly. right? I get more depressed, like you know, watching movies on a Sunday inside, yeah. not out in the sun. Yeah, talking with people, helping anyway. You know, exactly. whatever you have going. That's on. another reason people are depressed too. Nobody gets sunshine anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're just inside. Seriously, um, yeah, you know, the vitamin D deficiency in America even before COVID was crazy, and yeah. after COVID, they told everybody to stay inside. Vitamin mm-hmm. D, if you don't get enough of that, it makes you depressed and your immune system weak, and then you get sick and then you get more depressed. Yeah, 
vitamin D is like one of the best cures for depression. That goes back to what I'm saying though. Like if you don't know that you're even deprived of things that are good for you, then you're not seeking them out, right? Like if you're not looking yeah. for how to grow, how to get better, who you are, then mm-hmm. you don't even know what you're missing. You don't even know like the beautiful side of life anymore. You know what I mean? Um, and so that's why I always just say like, wake up, do the work, figure it out. And trust me, it will reward you. And like, speaking of the work, when you went into um, like actually decide to open up the shop how did you were you using like money from your other job to try to get a loan and like all that kind of stuff like just on the the you know the fundamental side of the business like what kind of prompted the like here's what i need what was your your game plan so to speak to execute getting the shop yeah so i i mean i I build a business plan again, mm-hmm. which wasn't my style. Like for me, I'm like, oh, I, I know what I'm doing. I don't need to write this shit down. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. nah, I was like, nah, I'm gonna do this the right way. Um, so yeah, I, I borrowed a good amount of money to do this. And, mm-hmm. and going back to the gambling thing, but mm-hmm. no qualms about it. Like no yeah. sweat, like all good. Like Bomb. I'm borrowing money for something that could make me a ton of money. Oh, yeah. I'm not borrowing money to pay off somebody. It's a positive you know? investment. Like, I'm all good. I'll borrow this money over and over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll use someone else's money to get rich, like, all, <laughs> yeah. all day. Yeah. You know? Now, listen, there's stress and pressure that comes with that, but I've, I've gone through this shit. Like, right. I'm, I know how to handle it. I know that it's it's all good. It's money. It comes and it goes. I, mm-hmm. I don't need to worry about it. I don't need to look at the dollar signs and get stressed out about it. I need to put my head down and keep working to where those dollar signs go away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or come into my pocket instead of the bank. So mm-hmm. um, the best part about one of the businesses, I'm in control. Like I'm betting on myself now. Right. And that's what I love about it. Like Dion Waiters, he's a, you know, Syracuse basketball yeah, yeah. player, played here, uh, played in Miami. Um, I think he might be retired now, but he's got a you got a saying, it's like bet on yourself and double down. And, yeah, and that's yeah. that's exactly where I'm at. It's like, yo, I used to bet on these games where I had no clue what the outcome was going to be. And Guess you can't what? influence it. You can't influence it. You're just there for the ride, right? Now I'm betting on myself. Now I'm betting on myself and I can influence the outcome. This oh, yeah. is cool now. Yeah. Like yeah. this, let's go. Like That's awesome. Th- like I'm excited about this shit now. You know, it's on me. And listen, win or lose, I'm not afraid to fail. Like I said, I mean, you heard a little bit of my story. I've failed over and over and over again. And like that's one of my sayings too that i live by but like failures are prerequisite for success yeah so every adversity i use this quote all the time in business too is every adversity has an equal and opposite opportunity that's from think and grow rich but it's like um every time something shitty happens i always think okay cool this is gonna get me this is gonna help me with something in the future so like yeah. you're, you're gambling your depression that helps you with business yeah you know, yeah like, that that's it like suffering ceases to be suffering the minute you find the meaning of it, right? Like, yeah. why am I suffering? Oh, this is why. Okay, it's not suffering anymore. I'm, I'm, uh, there's an opportunity for growth. There's an opportunity to learn right now. No, so, like, awesome. you know, a lot of people are in tough spots and they just, they feel bad about it. And that, that that's natural, of course. I felt bad when I was in tough spots all the time. But now when I'm in a tough spot, some little bit of adversity, like my, my pops always told me, um, and like your character is not who you are when everything's going your way. Your character is who you are when you're facing adversity. So anytime I face adversity, I basically, and I truthfully do this. Like I'll look in the mirror and I'll look at myself and say, Luke, who are you? You have an opportunity to find out because you're dealing with some shit right now. You got some shit on your plate. Let's go find out who you are. And I don't got to just prove it to anyone, but I got to prove it to myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then I, that's my motivation is I'm not folding in this situation. I'm not going to yeah. let the pressure get to me. Let's go find out who I am. You, yeah. you know what happens though? Um, and this will be from somebody who went through that and then now has to learn the opposite is what I learned about myself is I do not fold in difficult situations, but there's a quote by Abraham Lincoln. Um, most it's not, I think it's most men can, can stand adversity. A true test of a man's character is when he gets power. So like yeah. when the, when that gets huge and you franchise yeah. and you have all the money, 
That's a real test. Yeah, then it's like, a real test. like a test in you, other directions. In order to get to that, though, you have to first outstand the adversity. And then it's like, because how many people, I mean, I met so many in my business that like get to a certain point and just become lazy pieces of shit and then start becoming like more, you know, unethical and stuff. So it, it is, it's actually super true that like once, let's say you start franchising and there's purple bananas all over the country. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, how do I still make sure that I st- keep doing the work? Because if you keep doing the work, everything takes care of itself. No doubt. Like the old me would have started the taste of money and like bought nice cars and yeah, like shown yeah. it off and like, look at this successful business owner I yeah. am. Like, let me reap all these benefits. I'm lucky I've gone through what I've gone through because I got no interest in doing that shit once I start making some real money and all those things. Um, I got a plan. But, you know, again, we're throwing out say- sayings and whatnot, but like, I think it's, you know, a saying where it's like money doesn't change people. It just makes you more of who you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like if, so you, true. if you were like a selfish scumbag and you got a bunch of money, like you're going to act like now you can be a selfish scumbag. Yeah. But if you were broke, you couldn't, you right. couldn't do that stuff. Right. You need somebody to pay you to do shit. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity to, to see, right. When I have a little bit more money, yeah, I have a little cool. bit more power, but I know that day's coming and I'm, I'm already prepared for it. Right. Yeah, so I, it I already like know what I want to do it. with it when I have that situation. Like, listen, my, my business is not, we're three months in, you know what I mean? We're not, yeah. we're not crushing it by any stretch yet. Right. It's, it's three months in, but, um, I'm still doing everything I said I was going to do. I'm still donating to charities. I'm still doing yeah. events. I'm still doing, I'm, I'm in the community. Like, yeah, I'm, I, it's this thing is not just for me to get rich. Do you I ever mean, team up with or um, Judd's or not Judd? Uh, Hud's got the uh, just juice it. Yeah, we're talking about doing some stuff. He does like a healthy juice thing, right? Yeah, he's got yeah he's got some juices. He he's got a little uh, he's he's more mobile than me. He's got like a, a good like food truck food type truck. deal. Okay, I'm brick and mortar, but yeah, we, we've been talking. I'm all about working with can with you other small businesses. Can you have him sell your acai bowls and like we have you know purple banana acai bowls and you give him a percent of it or something? Yeah, so so actually that was the exact conversation I had with him was, dude, maybe you start selling some acai bowls. I'm all good. I don't need to make any money off of it. You just, my name gets out there more. You know oh, what I mean? It's like advertising. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I'll break even on it. You you reap the profit here and, and just get my name out. Like, again, yeah. and I got to catch myself because I'm not like this crazy polished business owner. And I am, if I'm going to fail, it's going to be because I'm too generous, right? Like, I'm, I'm paying my employees too much because I want to take care of them. I'm doing so I was going to say, you should probably keep some portion of it, though. <laughs> Like, yeah, so hey, the, you sell so it. It'll be my marketing, but I keep 25, 50%. Yeah, I'll work through that stuff. Yeah. I realize I do have to, like, think from a business owner because standpoint, not like a beginning. charity standpoint all the time. Is you can't help the world unless you help yourself. Exactly. You know and, that, and that's what I'm learning. Um, that's what I'm learning. There's a guy named Adam Weitzman out there from Syracuse. Uh, this guy's, like, sounds familiar. billionaire with a B, and all he does with his money is quality, quality things, like taking care of people, like... The dude, I mean, I'm telling you, this is, he basically replaced all my role models because all my role models were like rappers and athletes and shit. <laughs> and then this dude actually had some money and was, was just doing crazy positive things out there. He came to my place. He, he, he came and showed up like he said he was going to spend wow. some time with me. Like, I'm telling you, this dude has more money than he knows what to do with. And all he does is spend it on other people to take care of him. He's really big in the restaurant industry, small business. Sy- he's all Syracuse. So, like, you know what I mean? He's trying to put the whole city on... Just a great dude. Um, is Conjol still like around in Syracuse? Like still basically owning everything? Bob Conjol? I don't know. I'm not sure. He's a guy like owns like Destiny and and like basically, um, he's it's like Pyramid or, or something. yeah yeah yeah. Pyramid still owns Destiny. Yeah. So I mean that's one of the bigger property companies yeah. out there. But so either way, for me, I know my path and I'm on it, which is cool. And like I do believe like giving is one of the greatest human pleasures out there. 
mm-hmm. like it's funny i got a i got a four-year-old and like i use we use the analogies like we all have a bucket right like i'll fill your bucket by saying nice things or giving you something you know like but when you fill someone else do you ever listen bucket, to jesse itzler no i'm not sure who that Probably is you should, you're gonna love him um that he's like my adam weitzman basically really um but he actually uses these these terminologies. yeah it's like, it's his, like little kid shit yeah. but like it's it, so true. it makes sense like my bucket gets filled when i fill your bucket I don't have to do anything but fill your bucket, and in turn, my bucket is filled. So why would I want to keep doing You know what I mean? So, like, again, back to what we keep saying, but I can't take care of other people if I don't get the business right. You know what I mean? Like, if, if I am not a business owner first, then I don't have a business to take care of other people with. But right. the greater this business is, the more successful it is, the more people I can take care mm-hmm. of. So it's just that balancing act, too. Um, but, again, I'm, I'm young in the game. Uh, I'm on a mission. I don't believe I can be stopped, but... That's my biggest asset. Our greatest assets, I believe all of us, is education and our relentlessness, right? If we can continue to take in information and if we refuse to give up and stop, then we can't yeah, be stopped. That's, right. that's good shit. Like money is not an asset to me. Be- Money's not an asset to me because I can run out of that shit, you know? Um, but I can't run out of effort. I can't run out of learning. You know what I mean? So yeah. even if my first business fails... I'll absorb all the lessons I can, like I have with everything else, like getting arrested at a young age, depression, the whole nine, absorb all the lessons I can, and now I'm that much better off for whatever's next. And if I don't stop doing shit, then I can't be stopped. You get what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, like, that's just where I'm at with it. Now, I want this business to be successful. I, I expect it to be successful, but I'm not afraid to fail either because I would never do this shit if I was. That's what holds most people back. Yeah. You know? That's why you'll probably be successful because you're successful. not afraid to fail. And um, <laughs> another thing, too, is... I don't know your belief system on, on like a higher power. I think I kind of do, but um, Robert Greene, he wrote like 48 Laws of Power and stuff. He wrote this book called The Laws of Human Nature, which I'm reading now. And he said, basically a study of all successful people, whether they expressed it vocally or not, all believed that they were destined to succeed in greatness. Yep. And they believed that like God had put it in their destiny. Yep. Basically, like they might not even express it to anybody, might even tell people they don't believe in God, but like they always believed that they were destined for greatness from like the higher power. Yeah, it, it's real. Like it's something you feel on the inside, whether again, whether it's yeah. verbalized or not. Um, but you have to find your purpose. You have to be okay with your shadows. That's the crazy part is like, I was living this lie of I'm an idiot. They got A's, I got D's, I'm dumb. They went, you know, they graduated, I didn't, you know, whatever. Um, to where I am now, and it's like I can't be stopped. Like I'm, right. I'm, I'm actually. Once you start thinking that, you, yeah, you won't be. And, and I don't want to come off the wrong way, but. My confidence is sky high. I, yeah. I feel like I'm the furthest thing from an idiot. I feel like I'm one of the few right. that actually has this shit like in the right spot, like right. mentally and with the focus and, and determination. And I may not be the smartest guy out there, but like I said, you can't stop me from keep taking in information and you can't stop me from continuing to try and try and try. You yeah. can't stop me from doing that. So um, we'll see where I land. But uh, it's certainly a fun ride now that I'm on the right path, you know, where, again, I was, I was certainly on the wrong one for quite a bit of time. Yeah. Um, oh shit, we're almost at the end. Um, I we just realized we've been out for an hour fourteen. But uh, so, what's next for you uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually? Yeah, so it's funny you name all those four because I believe those four have to grow together, right? Like I, I just truly believe if like mentally you're struggling, but you're like in the gym every day or something, you can only go so far physically. Right. Like spiritually, all of them. So it's really those four pillars that I think need to grow together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so where, I don't know. I just know growing those four will, will decide. Right? I think like, if you don't grow them together, a building lopsided falls over eventually. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, 
like when I was in deep, dark depression, I was still working out and feeling good physically. But even that went to the wayside. Like even like that was the my last saving grace of feeling some sort of happiness in my life. Like I can be proud. Like I'm in great physical shape. I feel good. I look good. Whatever. Um, but I, I was so going backwards mentally that I no longer had the mental strength to even go to the gym anymore. And that shit fell down. So like, again, it's just growing those four pillars together. Um, and what's next? I'll tell you this. If when I get this business right like this is like the flagship location when i get it right and and we're doing great now but it just needs time right um there's opportunity whether it be more locations whether it be franchising whether it be another business venture knowing what i know now there's just going to be opportunity it's already knocking on my doorstep it's funny because you look at my business place is packed people are in there happy customers looks awesome the whole nine people are already coming to me. Hey, let's go in business together. Let's do this. I'm like, yo, little do you know, I'm, I'm winging this shit, you know? Right, I mean? right, right. But like, truthfully, um, opportunity is going to come knocking. If you just continue to put your head down and, and just believe that it's going to come. So I don't have like my new motto is like flow, not force. Right. So yep. like it will flow to whatever's next. I don't want to have it be like this one thing and it's that or bust. It's like, it's going to be something beautiful. It's going to be survives. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm. It's hard. It's like a conscious effort each day to let things flow and not try to control so much. Um, but that's where my head is at. So if I focus on those four pillars, grow those four things, um, then something's gonna come. Whatever's next is gonna be even greater. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm hyper focused right now, and man, I got a passion for what I do. Like because you got up, that north star now. I got. It. That's it. That's it. And I and I encourage anyone to go find it. And like even like if there's just a message to put out there, it's anyone, never too late. Yeah, there's one, it's never too late. And two, even if you don't fit in the box that you you currently sit in, whether it be the education system, the job you're at, the family, I mean, unlearning is one of the hardest things to do and one of the most important things we do. Because we literally just have become the messages from our preachers, from our teachers, from our parents, from mm-hmm. our friends. We have all just molded into those messages we got. How often have we really looked for our own true messages? Right. Like, do I even believe in this shit? Do I even want to work for it? Like, half the companies out there, if you looked at it morally, you probably wouldn't even want to work for them if you realized who they truly oh were. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, you're like, oh, I need this paycheck, so I'm going to keep doing it. It's like, well, maybe that's why you're fucking miserable. You know what I mean? You're, that's why the world is the way it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many people aren't following their passion. They're, they aren't authentic, so they're doing something else, so then they have secret intentions. It, it, it goes it, back to being authentic. And it's a risk for them. And, and they may be risk adverse. They're like, well, I'm not going to go just chase my passion because I'll be broke and I don't know how to do it. I'm not saying quit your job today and go chase your passion tomorrow. I'm saying build a plan yeah. to go align with yourself, whatever that may be. Build a plan. That's great advice. Build a plan and, and, and do it. An exit strategy to what's not aligning with you right now, You know, whether it be the current relationship you're in, whether it be your job. You know, It could be anything. That's awesome. Yeah. That, <laughs> that is and awesome. That's, and that's literally like right as we end it, too. So that's a great way to end it, guys, is um, – you heard it here from from Nico, Luke Nicoletti, owner of Purple Banana, soon to be franchised. Find your North Star and then build a plan. That's it. That's it, That's man. It. Everything uh, comes second to the dream, man. Once you find that dream, that North Star, everything comes second. And I want to thank Mike, as always. Uh, Radio X, I always call it Gwinnett Radio X, Business Radio X. Um, awesome, awesome host, and the studio is great. And uh, Jeremy and, and Luke Nicoletti, man. Another episode of Free Game, free, unrestricted conversation, game, life, advice. Um, Hopefully everybody got something from this.